<laughs> we are on entry Kuf Bays. We are getting near the end of the seventh barrack, as I promise all the time. Oh, six months for uh, Saita? No, no, no. We're going to be done by Pesach. I'm telling you. Just in time to start Saita again. Reish Mem Tess is our page. Our entry is Kuf Bays. It says here, You should make sure that you're always afraid of the tzibur. I'm terrified, so this works for me. You should always be afraid of the congregation, afraid of the people who are in front of you. Not afraid, but you should have a healthy respect, a healthy awe for the tzibur, for the congregation. How do we know that? Because the kehanim, they have no particular reason to be afraid of anybody. They're the ones giving brachas to the Jewish people. They're powerful. And they also are politically powerful. They are, they are, the, top, they are the top crust of our society. Nonetheless, they turn their faces to face the nation. They put their backs to the shechina. They put their backs to the shechina to face us to show that even when you're at the very upper crust of society and you're very holy people, you still choose the honor of the congregation over the honor of God himself. So this is a, we learn this from the kehanim. But you have to take the tzibah very seriously. Huh? He gave us the back. What? The kanim don't, no, when the kanim give us a bracha, they turn to face us. Uh, uh, and when they do that, they put their back to God. Mm-hmm. And the answer is that the tzibur really matters. Rav Nachman Amar, he adds something, and it's unclear what he adds. We'll see this in Mepharshim in a second. Mehacha. We have another place we learn this from. Riyakam David. David stood up. Riyakam David Amelech, excuse me. David Amelech stood up. Al-Ragal, he stood up on his feet. And then he said the following. Listen up, my brothers and my nation. What are we, his brothers or his nation? Why is he using both? If I'm his brothers, don't call me your nation. If I'm your nation, don't call me your brother. He says, This is what David meant when he was talking to the Jewish people. If you listen to me, If so, if you listen to me, we're brothers. We're going to get along just fine. And if you don't want to listen to me, You're my nation. I'm going to smack you with a stick. It comes down to, if you want to do this the easy way or the hard way. If you want to do this the easy way, we're brothers. You want to do this the hard way, I'm going to beat you up. So That's right. So next time you want to speak to a group and like sneak one in on them, tell them, and you'll know what you mean. If they listen, and if they don't listen, I'm me. Okay, we have a lot of commentary on this. Uh, first of all, just, just a halacha issue. I know that that's a danger here. Every time I mention a halacha issue, the shear goes off the rails, but right now I'm sitting with my back to the Aram Kedush. Is that allowed? Now it sounds like because of covered Sibur, I can put my back to the Torah, right? It says, Emas Tibar Lacha means that I can put my back to the Torah in order to talk to the people, yeah, right? I was thinking when you dive in, you're giving the back to the Sibur. So the Torah is not on the Himmah. Okay, so I'm going to give you some Allah here. There's a... Huh? How do you sit by the Kiddush? That's the real question. No, no, these were all rhetorical questions. Don't worry. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's a good... It's, a, it's, 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 it's in Yeradeya. There we go. It's in Yeradeya. It's in Yeradeya. You'll find it in some in 282, Sif 1. That's where you'll find it in Yeradeya. There, the, 282. What the 282? Reish Pei Beis. Yes. Reish Pei Beis, Sif Aleph. Sif Aleph, it's an easy sif to find. Beginning of Reish Bebez, you will find there that it says that it's also to turn your back to the Sefer Torah, generally speaking, mm-hmm. unless the Sefer Torah is ten tefachim above, doesn't say what. It doesn't say whether it's above the ground, above your head. There's a Chavis Yar that says it has to be ten tefachim above your head when you're standing. So that's like a super high Sefer Torah, like up on the ceiling. Nobody, yeah, as far as I know, nobody agrees with them. Uh, most Achrenim seem to hold that uh, what this means is ten tefachim above the ground. So once the Sefer Torah is ten, how high is ten tefachim? Like 30 inches? Yeah? Like ten tefachim above the ground? Huh? At this time, once the Sefer Torah is about 10 Tvachim, maybe there, now 10 Tvachim off the ground, it's high enough that it has its own Rishos, it has its own domain, and once the Sefer Torah is its own Rishos, you can face your back to it. There is a... Ta- 
an own rishos. That's why. Yes, it's for that reason. Because the Torah then has its own rishos. So you're not turning your back to the Torah. The Torah is in another country. It's in its own rishos. That's the idea. There's a Taz. The Taz says that the Rabbanim are only allowed to give their drasha with their backs to the Aron Kedish and with their front to the Tiber because the Aron Kedish is its own rishos and ten tefachim above the ground. But if in theory you had a Sefer Torah lower, the Rav wouldn't be allowed to do that. So what about our Gemara? Our Gemara says you're allowed to turn your back on God for covered Tiber, but Api Alocha, it sounds like you're not. So it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a strange question. Quite a few achrenim have a dion in this. The bottom line is it sounds like you actually need a little bit of both. That is, that the way that when you, there's a chuvah sadambam that implies this, when you look at achrenim, what you get is that if my back is to the tzibur, if my back is to the Aaron Kedish, two conditions need to be in place. First of all, it needs to have its own rishos, and second of all, it needs to be because of covered tzibur. But if I don't have covered tzibur on the line, then I still can't have my back to a safer territory, even if it's in a different rishos. So it's a two part deal. Huh? An iron cage that has nothing in it, I can put my back to all I want. Closed iron has its own rishos. It sounds like you would also need to have a covered zebra reason. And a double cover is different. Once it's a double cover, it's not even in the room. That's the way we do it nowadays. That's why you're allowed to eat in a shul. I'm talking about normal dinam of iron cage. It's just interesting. Okay. So if we didn't have the the, the step, would it be different here? It's already high enough. Mm, really, probably a better question is when somebody's sitting over there with the Sifra Torah and you're doing half Torah. Uh, that might not be ten Tefachim above the ground when they're, when they're holding the Torah. Yeah. And it's out of it and it's out of the Aaron Kedish. That's why a lot of people do it from the side, presumably. <clears throat> it's a, and there's also no covered Tzibur, right? So turning your back to a Sefer Torah that's sitting down in a chair, I, I assume could be a problem. I haven't seen it listed anywhere as a problem, but logic would tell you that could be an issue. Yeah, you don't want to turn your back to a Sefer Torah. Yeah. It's also the same for a bunch of Shabbos stuff. Ten Tefachim is a cutoff at which you create a Rishos. Yeah. That's right. And we want the Rebbe, the Asar Tefachim. Asar Tefachim is lower than Asar Tefachim is a gather. It's in a different zone. Uh, we have two examples here. We have one example of, of why you have the Emas Tibor Alecha. One is from the Kayan and one is from David Amalek. Why do we need both? Why do we need both? So there's the Marasha, it's also in the Yen Yaakov, says that Amos Tzibur has two examples because first of all, we learn from the Kahanam that if you are legitimately a big deal, you still have to worry about what the Tzibur thinks. And we learn from David Melech that even if your Tzibur is kind of rotten, you have to care what they think. Because remember, he says to the Tzibur, if you guys are going to listen to me, achayatem. And if not, then I'm going to hit you with a stick. So this shows that even if your Tzibur is no good, there's two major excuses a person could have for not showing a covered to the congregation. Reason number one is that they could say, I'm a big deal, and they're, you know, not as big a deal as me since I'm a big deal. I don't show covered. The second reason they could say, hold on, the second reason they could say is that I might not be such a big deal, but they're low lives, so I don't need to show honor to a bunch of low lives. We learn from the Kaihanim that even if you're a big deal, you have to do it. We learn from David Amalek that even if they're low lives, you have to do it. Yes? What, what, what I don't understand is what the, what the fact that I'm facing uh, the Seaward children, like how you are you going to break anyone if you're not facing anyone? If I didn't care about you very much, and I do, I love you very much, but if I didn't care about you very much, I would say, God matters, I'm facing, I'm going to give a bracha to you with my back to you. No big deal. I mean, I'm showing, I'm showing incredible honor to the Tzibur by saying, I'm going to turn my back on God to give you a blessing. Uh, there is an argument between Rashi and some of the other Rishayim over what the David proof is exactly. Uh, I read this and I didn't understand it when I read it. So David stands up on his feet and he says, um, he says to the nation, he says, Listen up, my brother and my nation. If you're my brother, we're going to be friends. If you're my nation, I'm going to smack you. What part about this is respectful? Like, where, where in this side, we're using David Melech as proof that you have to always show incredible respect to the Tzibur. David stands up and tells them, if you're listening to me, we're friends, and if not, I'm going to smack you. Where's the respect? What proof is this? Well, 
Is that how respect works? Is I show you how much I respect you by saying, if you listen to me, I'll be nice to you, and if not, I'm going to smack you, that's respectful? I mean, it's, it's a strange raya. It's a strange raya. So Rashi says that, uh, that they were saying, as long as you're kshayrim, if you are kosher people, I'm going to show you respect, and if you're not kosher people, I'm not. So this is that we, uh, we see that he has emas tibur, in that if he, he, had, he had at least a healthy respect for a kosher congregation. That he says, I'll treat you like brothers as long as you're good, which shows a king doesn't have to treat anybody like a brother. So him showing that he, if you're nice, I'm going to treat you like a brother, was him showing respect. The Me'iri, there's also Marsha that doesn't like this, but the Marsha really, really dips into Rashi. The Me'iri says it too, although he doesn't say it about Rashi, he just says it. It's very tricky to read the Gemara that way because it still sounds pretty disrespectful. If, if I say to you, we're friends if you're nice, and if not, I'm going to beat you, that's not respectful by any means. So the Me'iri brings, the Marsha brings it as a possibility as well. Now, David Melech wasn't saying that. The thing he said was disrespectful, but he stood up. And a king doesn't stand up for anybody. So David said, the congregation's in front of me. I'm going to stand up. says, David stood up on his feet and he announced, if, we're, if you're good, we'll be friends. And if not, I'll beat you. He didn't have to stand up. He stood up out of honor for the tzibur. And the proof is from the standing, not from what he said. Because what he said was rather disrespectful. Let's read this last bit over here. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, if, if, if you... Also, if you don't want to listen to the Kriya Satera. That's turning away, not turning your back. It's usually not your back. It's usually, like, turning your head. I don't think you're supposed to turn your back straight. Just your head. Tana Rabbanan. Yep. Tough love? Tough love? I don't know. I, I think that, you know, when you're talking to a whole congregation, it's not respectful. It shows care. Does it show, does it, does it show intimidation? He's supposed to be... The language used is not just respect. The language used is emas tibur alecha. That you're supposed to you're supposed to be a little bit intimidated by the congregation. He doesn't sound intimidated. He says this is going to be my way or the highway. It's not the way you talk when you're a little intimidated. I want to read this last bit here. How do we know that we never say amen in the base of mikdash? It'd be really disappointing for people davening in the base of mikdash. There's no amens. No amens. My son's my son's going to be so upset. That's why he comes to shul for the amen. Because says in the pasuk, you should rise up and bless Hashem. And what that means, Rashi explains here, he also explains what this Gemara shows up in Tainus, is that every Gemara, every Gemara, every bracha in the base of Mikdash would end funny, they would go funny, you'd say, Baruch Atah Hashem min ha'ilam v'ad ha'ilam adas. And then at the end, people would say, Baruch Shem Kved Malchus So the whole bracha was different, and, the, and there was no Amin. Instead of Amin, there was a Baruch Shem Kved Malchus So no saying Amin in the base of English. Bracha, Bracha Tila. How do you know that every bracha gets this extra flourish on it? That's Baruch Hashem Mina Ilum Vada Ilum. How do you get this extra tehila, this extra praise? And then at the end of that, you also say, Baruch Shem Kved Malchus How do we know that the structure is different in the base of English? Shnemarka says, In the puzzle, you Baruch Hashem Kved Achim Ramakabrachus Hila, Akobracha, Obracha, Ten Lay Tehila. I just, since we didn't get to do Chasidis tonight, I wanted to uh, get ahead to this so I could tell you a little bit from the Tzamech Tzedek. Tzamech Tzedek says that the, um, that the word Amen has the gematria of Havaya and Adnus. And I, I don't know how you're going to spell that, but I guess if you work at it, you... you, 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 you yeah. You'll give up K is 26. Adnus is uh, going to be... 65. Okay, and that's going to equal Amen? Yeah, nice. Nice. If Adam says, engineer, you got this? I'm not doing it again. We trust Adam. <laughs> Havaya and Adlus, when you put those two names together, equals Amin. So the Tzavach Tzadik points this out, and he says that, uh, that the job of Amin is therefore to, com- to connect Havaya to Shem Adnus. That's the job of Amin. When I say Amin, I take Shem Havaya, and I connect it to Shem Adnus. But the Mikdash itself was capable of doing that without needing the word Amin. The Mikdash's job was to combine Havaya and Adlus. The uh, Mikdash connects it, 
And because the Mikdash connects it, it's unnecessary in the Mikdash. So over here, we need, in, our, in our shuls, we need to connect Havaya to Adnos. And since we need to make that connection, we say Amen, and that makes that connection happen. In the base of Mikdash, that was automatic. And since it was automatic, there was no Amen in the Mikdash. It's a Tamakh Okay, thanks everybody.